greetings on this 27th Sunday of Ordinary Time and the Feast of Francis of Assisi. Vineyard. The owner of the vineyard is our creator who expects fruitful harvest from this vineyard, our common home. The prophet Isaiah tells us that God expected sweet grapes of honesty and justice, but the people of the vineyard were dishonest and even bloodshed was there. What is God to do with his people? In the gospel parable, God sends his only son to reap the harvest, but he is killed by the renters of the vineyard. To whom will God entrust the vineyard? When I think vineyard, what comes to my mind are the beautiful vineyards of the Napa Valley in California. While thinking of this picturesque panorama, concerns crop up. How are they dealing with the wildfires? Do they have enough moisture with this climate crisis happening? What about the workers? Do they have enough migrant workers that can come in because of the border patrol controls and also because of the coronavirus pandemic? And so while these anxieties begin to cloud the picturesque image I have of Vineyard, the second reading from Philippians provides the antidote to worry. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. It is no easy matter to turn over our anxieties, our concerns for our family, our work, to God. Jesus went off in the early morning to pray. Francis of Assisi would go off into hermitages to pray. What are our practices? This summer, I made my annual retreat at a Jesuit retreat house on the shores of Lake Winnebago in Wisconsin. There, I had to wrestle with turning off the anxiety switches and surrender to the goodness of God. Paul said to the Philippians that there would be peace that surpasses all understanding. What does peace look like? For some, it's a statue of St. Francis holding a bird or having birds rest on his shoulder. How peaceful would we need to be to have birds choose to rest on our shoulders? This inner peace that we yearn for, God yearns for us to have. As I sat by the lake, quieting my mind, I reflected on the life of Francis of Assisi and his lifelong journey of completely turning over his life to God. Just as fruit needs to have time to ripen and the sun to become sweet, so Francis needed to change and come into God's light in order to do and bring forth good fruit in God's vineyard. He was an ambitious young man who got outfitted to be a knight fighting with the nobility. In his first battle, he was captured and suffered being a prisoner of war. After he a year of horrible conditions in a medieval prison. He was ransomed and came back to Assisi. And one day while he was outside of the city walls, suffering all the effects of post-traumatic stress disorder, he came into a small chapel, San Damiano Chapel, and he was emoting and praying. And there was a large icon there of Jesus on the cross. And Francis heard the audible voice of Jesus say to him, Francis, can't you see that my house is falling to ruins. Repair my house. Well, this icon that spoke to Francis, by the way, is a replica behind me as I am speaking to you. 
But Francis was so startled that there was a direct mandate from Jesus. And so he literally went out and started rebuilding these uh, chapels that needed to have a fix-up. Only that evolved into rebuilding the church, the body of Christ. How did he do that? Twofold, by his words and example. His preaching awakened in the hearts of the faithful the goodness of God's love for them. His joyful spirit caught the attention of the public. Why was he joyful? He had no money. He had no place to live. He begged for his food, and he went out and worked with the lepers to help them. So what was that joy all about? But the laity were attracted to this, and it raised the question about one's relationship with God as the source of joy. Francis would be walking out on the streets and he would say to the people, Buongiorno, buona gente, good day, good people. And these illiterate folks would say, how could this holy man and preacher call us good? We're usually very oppressed and neglected. But the words of the goodness of God came through Francis. Isn't that what we're longing for today? A new awareness of our own goodness, the peace of God in our inner hearts, just yesterday, on October 3rd, Pope Francis signed a new encyclical to be promoted, Fratelli Tutti, all brothers and sisters. I'm looking forward to reading that new encyclical and to studying it and understand how we can put that into practice in an unsettled society that we live in today. A dramatic story in Francis of Assisi's life was his embrace of the leper early in his conversion story. Now, we know lepers then were aboard because there was a fear of contracting that disease in that time. But Francis tended to the lepers as a witness of understanding God's universal love for everyone. So as we desire to develop the vineyard into a place of delight and peace and equality for everybody, we want to have in our hearts that kind of loving relationship for all creatures and all people the kind that was displayed by Francis of Assisi. We are being called into that kind of relationship. Let's not get frightened that that's too much for us to do because God has planted the law of love in our hearts. It is possible. Keep in mind the words of St. Paul today to the Philippians. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me then the God of peace will be with you. Today, enjoy the peace that you can find in the vineyard. God bless you.